I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Just gone five on the holiday Monday. Paul Cooney here with Mark Guidi and the Peaky Blinder himself. He's got the bonnet on. It's Barry Ferguson. Barry, good afternoon. You enjoying the sunshine? Yeah, the the weather's been unbelievable, Paul. The last uh, couple of couple of days, um, I'm just like everybody else, enjoying it. A bit of time off just now um, during the day, so enjoying the sun. Protecting the napper as well, which brings oh. us to Mark Guidi. Mark, <laughs> yes, uh, I was out for a walk in the East Kilbride today, Paul, and uh, my wife insisted. I get the factor 15 slapped on and indeed 15? it was 15 15 <laughs> actually nope that's one of the advantages of being bald you get a nice wee bit of colour on the oh, barnet it's not too bad actually um, so no lovely weather thoroughly right. enjoying it let's right. hope the summer's here right in time for the Euros absolutely two weeks from now the game it'll have happened Scotland against the Czech Republic and remember we're there I was going to say we're your official channel for the Euros but that's not true but we will be <laughs> there all the way that's never stopped me before we're going to be there honestly the Go Radio coverage is going to be actually a bit special so two characters here will be there Barry Ferguson the former Scotland captain the Rangers captain and uh, we're really looking forward to it but more coming on that so this time on Friday we told you that Eddie Howe wasn't coming to Celtic, uh, but for the first time, Mark, you said, well, here's a name coming to me, Angie Postacoglu. You mentioned yeah. him on Friday and he's on everyone's lips. Is the Australian Greek, is he coming to Celtic? At the moment, Paul, he appears to be the, the only show in town, but we did all think that about Eddie Howe and it collapsed um, at the last minute. But it appears that Angie Postacoglu is the man that Celtic want. There definitely has been... Um, talks there's been negotiations he's part of the Manchester City group which Celtic have a good relationship with so therefore you would think that it wouldn't be overly difficult to get him out of his deal um, uh, with Yokohama because effectively Man City own them and you know Celtic would know they would certainly have done the homework can we approach this guy so they would have there'd have been due diligence in the background um, it's not going down well with the Celtic supporters let's be honest mm. it's not um, he's not a name that rolls off the tongue his CV is decent but it doesn't make you go wow Mm. Um, but that said I'm not going to criticise Angie Postacoglu Paul because if he has been offered the Celtic job he's quite right to be interested if you're going to look at what is this guy why is this guy potentially going to become the manager of Celtic then you look at Celtic and what's the planning been like has it been good enough but it's not Postacoglu's fault let's get that straight if he's offered the job he's absolutely right to take it but the question for me is should he be getting offered the job that is the question and right now I, I'm just I'm, I'm baffled as to what's happened at Celtic in the past eight months absolutely baffled well nobody Barry could say that the planning has been good enough because there's only days less than it's two and a half weeks before training starts for Celtic and Champions League qualifiers shortly afterwards yeah I've seen the, 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 the official start date is the 17th of June yep. um, so you're just over uh, two weeks away two and a half weeks starting back pre-season so they need to get a, a manager in place as soon as possible I mean Matt listen if Celtic come calling 
you're going to be interested. There's there's no doubt about it. Um, look, he's got a decent decent enough CV. Look, he's managed at um, international level as well. Um, so yep. we just need to wait and see what's round the corner. But I think everybody um did think it was going to be the how. That's not happening now. They need to go to Plan B. Let's get Craig Moore on the phone in the next couple of hours we'll try and get Craig why not uh, put a call into him because obviously he played under him yep, at but, Brisbane North yeah he played yep. under him at Brisbane North and also he was a player liaison um, with the national team um, the Australian national team so Great. Craig um, will give us a good insight of what he's all about what's, he, what's his coaching methods all about so it'll be interesting to see Big Aussie's um, view on that Celtic fans what do you think it's been the talk of the steamy over the weekend 08, 08 17 17 700 and we'll be speaking about uh, in Rangers uh, reports today that Ollie McBurney could but it's a, it's a distant could be on his way to Rangers we'll come to that in a moment or two and what about the weekend most people thought it was going to be Man City mm. and the Champions League but it's uh, Chelsea and Thomas Tuchel getting a new massive contract today also we're going to bring you news of who's going to be Celtic's B team manager I think uh, we've got the insight in that. So, first of all, though, let's take a call calling in to go. Kevin's on the line in Helensburgh. Kevin, uh, good evening. Sun shining in Helensburgh. Yeah, it's beautiful today. Yeah, it's gorgeous out there. And Kevin, you're a Celtic fan. You need a bit of sunshine after uh, the news on Friday. How did you feel when you heard that Eddie Howe, it was a no-no? For the first three weeks leading up to that, I was feeling that we heard stuff from Kennedy saying that he's making preparations for the following season when they when that happened there was a few alarm bells ringing and I was I was saying to my my father that I think they're not going to go ahead with Eddie Howe I really I really didn't think it was going to happen mm-hmm. um, with this new guy that's coming in I think the Celtic fans maybe need to start giving him a wee bit of respect because I'm not too sure about really the credentials, but mm-hmm. see if you look at the season that's coming up, it's a big one, and the Champions League's right around the corner. And I've looked at the, the stats from the guy in his first season at Yokohama, mm-hmm. and he finished 12th, and they conceded the third mm-hmm. highest amount of goals. Well, well that's now, not... He won the league the following season, mm-hmm. so... It's going to take a year for him to implement the playing style and all the rest of it that comes with it. So Mark, do you think you'd get two seasons? So if, if obviously not twelve, but if they came, if they're distant from Rangers after a couple of months, that's going to be the problem for somebody yeah. coming in that's not known. But you'd need to run them close, Paul, or you know yeah. at least win a cup. Um, listen, would it be hard to improve what's just gone by in the past ten months? But that's not to say that that should be the bar for Celtic. It's got to be better than that. But if it is Ange Postecoglou who comes in what the club are going to have to do to help this guy because he has absolutely no knowledge of Scottish football. Zero knowledge at all. They've got to surround him by good people and see if he wants to bring a couple of his own in, let him do it. But apart from that, he's going to need a hell of a lot of help. A hell of a lot of help and he has to have good people in at that football club to help him. But at the moment, there's no director of football, stroke technical director. There's no there's no head of recruitment. Um, so he's, he's, he's right up against it. If it is going to be... I actually can have a feeling for the guy already, um, Paul. I mean, talk about getting thrown in into the coal face um, of something. You know, you, you, you kind of feel for him. Is there a director of football already? The name Fergal Harkin keeps coming up. We keep hearing yeah, about but, the Man City group. But why is it not done, Paul? Mm. I, I just kind of get... Why, yes. is there, why is nothing over the line? 
We obviously they and thought, all these key positions. Yeah, they thought they had how, and they don't have. Barry, what do you think? You've been uh, obviously talking about it over the weekend. What do you reckon? Just with the, the, the Celtic fans that I've spoke to, and Kevin has just mentioned it, there's a, a slight worry. Mm-hmm. Why? There's a manager not been appointed. Everybody thought it was going to be Eddie Howe. Um, director of football, still no sign of that. Head of recruitment, so on and so on. The season starts in two and a half weeks, pre-season. And any footballer will tell you, or anybody who's involved in football, that is the most important part of the build-up to a season starting. You need to get the people in in through the door, starting with a manager. You need to start getting players through the door. What you don't want is players starting to come in a week before you go into a qualifying game in the Champions League. You start the season without a proper squad that you think is going to compete. Um, and you're not going to get much time at Celtic. I, I do feel for them. Listen, if Celtic come calling, you're going to be interested in the job. It's not the guy's fault. Yep. Um, but... They need to sort it quickly because um, it is worrying times for Celtic fans. Kevin, are you a season ticket holder? Yeah, I am, yeah. Uh, are you renewing? I'm still thinking about it. Right. See, I'm, I'm surprised at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you, you can start to understand why because there's nothing been been um, happening in terms of a manager, director of football, head of recruitment, players. Who's, who's staying? Who's going? But if you're a fan it's of the a, club, do you not... Renew yeah, I anyway. would think yeah. you, you would go and back your team, yeah. you would try and support your team as much as possible, but also you've got to understand they're getting frustrated. Sure. Kevin, do you feel you've been taken for granted? Well, I'm hearing rumours that it was on Tuesday that the Howe deal collapsed. Seemingly, like Graham Sinus is meant to have messaged somebody on a, a golf trip. Um, but that could all be just rumours. But if that's the case, and then Celtic came out with a statement, for the season tickets the following day, then that that's that's surely that's not on you. Mm. The truth is we we don't know, Mark, and, and there is great uncertainty around it. I'm just trying to move it on. You keep hearing about the city, the Man City group, and the record on Friday before anyone knew about uh, Eddie Howe not coming before it was released. Then they did say Fergal Harkin was an exclusive is going to be director of football. Could they have got that wrong? I don't think so. No, I mean, yeah. it, it looks as though if you, if you try and join the dots, Paul, the piece of the jigsaw, so the, the Celtics, the main part of it, the next main part of it is Manchester City. Mm-hmm. And we know about the relationship there. We all know about the different relationships, that um, the, the line between Celtic and, and Man City. You can join the dots. So therefore, it is looking like Fergal Harkin. Therefore, you're looking at Yokohama within the Man City group. So Fergal Harkin will have knowledge of Postacoglu. Mm-hmm. And it could well be it's Fergal Harkin's um, recommendation. That That's what you've got to surmise, um, Paul. Otherwise, uh, uh, with the greatest respect to Ange Postacoglu, he wouldn't be in the top 100 names sure. that so, Celtic would come up with unless there's been some kind of dialogue from Man City to, to tip them off about this guy because he's just not been in the running. And like we say, we've known, everybody has known for eight months that this has been coming. That Neil Lennon wasn't going, you know, it just wasn't going to work for Neil Lennon, unfortunately. And after eight months, what we're hearing is Ange Postecoglou, a guy who's working in Japan, um, who has never coached in, in in Europe, never mind the UK. But like I say, I'm not going to criticise no. Ange Postecoglou, absolutely not. And I would just re- remind people that it's not his fault he's been offered the job. If he has been offered the job, you've got to look at your own football club 
and how they're going about their business and from the outside looking in Paul it's not overly impressive and Kevin how do you feel the news today that looks as though Chris Iyer could be on his way to Newcastle it came up last week they're saying 8 million today um, and he's one of the players you might have wanted to rebuild the team around well I'm, I've seen somewhere else it's seen 6 million so it's between 6 and 8 yeah. which is a ridiculous fee in my eyes because there's been defenders namely one from Rangers went to Newcastle nearly must have been 15 years ago or maybe more for 12 million I think it was or 8 million I can't really mind but Boom song, song. Boom song. Ah, of course yeah Boom song. Ah, Boom yeah, song, yeah, yeah. 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 so yeah, yeah. I mean you take that into account and with inflation oh, surely Ayers worth more than that yeah yeah getting into the final 12 month of his contract I would be expecting a bit more than that at least 10 million pounds yeah. so when the, the fees are banded about <laughs> 6 million mm-hmm. I think that's a, a steal. I don't think he's the best defender. I think he's a oh, real he's good. good footballer. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I don't think he's the best defender. Mm. Uh, but for six million, I think they're letting them go in the cheap. And do you think Newcastle, they, they sense things are uh, not going well at the moment at Celtic, so they would maybe take an well, opportunity listen, to Listen, if you in. don't sign yep. a, an extension okay. to your contract, you get into the final 12 months, Paul, you need to get people out and get some sort of money in. But six million pounds, I don't know what you think, Martin. I think it's... Too cheap. I think yeah. it is cheap. Well, if, yeah. if, if you're Newcastle, you're you're you're, you're laughing, you're rubbing your hands. Mm. It only would be if there's a massive um, sell, sell on. on. Yeah. But um, six million sure. pounds for me that that's that's a major bargain to get higher for that kind of money. Kevin, thanks for calling. Go 0808 17 17 700. Derek's on the line now. A Rangers fan. Derek, good evening. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, panel. How are you? Uh, uh, no, by yourself. Good. Yeah, we're fine. Thanks. We've enjoyed the weather. So. Take that radio with you wherever you are tonight, out in the sunshine. Derek, what are you thinking? Are you thinking about uh, Celtic? I, I, I'm a massive Rangers fan, but if uh, if people think uh, the new manager would get time at Celtic, yeah. if he didn't make the Champions League and maybe drew a game and lost to Rangers, these fans would turn on him viciously. Mm-hmm. The, the, I would say the bulk of them probably don't want him already. And I just think they would turn on him viciously. And I think it's got a Pedro Cusino written all over it. I have heard that mentioned over the weekend and I think Mark you've been careful on it because you don't want to be unfair to him because I mean lots of us hadn't heard about Vim Janssen you know we had heard we don't it. know too much about him and it'll yeah. be interesting to see when Big Oz comes yeah. on and he speaks yeah. about him because he's worked with him mm-hmm. he's worked closely with him but I, I'm with Derek I, you don't get much time I know it was a bit different with Steven Gerrard they were so behind Celtic but they gave him time and rightly so and you've seen each year the progression but Celtic I don't think you'll get much time there. It's true. There's no way they could be 12th. You hear, you know, earlier on, yeah. Kevin was saying... Relegated. In the J-League, <laughs> exactly. Um, but it shows you second is no use here. No, it's, it's, it's not... Um, yep. He's just got to go and... They've just got to get started. Another thing as well, if he comes in, he's got to quarantine for 10 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so it'll be, you know, so you need to get him in quickly. Aye, so it needs to be done missing pre-season. in the next couple of days. But look, it just from afar, Paul, yep. and Celtic, the hierarchy might prove us all wrong and, and in May next year, you know, Ange Postacoglu standing beside the new Celtic captain holding aloft the SPFL Premiership. But right now, that seems 10 million miles um, away. It's just... Uh, it does, all, isn't it? It's getting the curtains. Yeah, it's <laughs> not... It's yeah. just... Um, it looks Celtic Football Club at the moment inside in terms of the key positions and what's happened the past few months with, with Eddie Howe now um, to this. It just looks a very disjointed football club. Mm-hmm. Derek, we can come back to that in a moment or two. I want to ask you about Rangers and there are reports today 
of interest at Ollie McBurney. I'm not sure whether it's not he wants to come to Rangers or Rangers want him. Um, Rangers couldn't afford him for £15 million and what is he on a week? £60, £70 thousand. Yeah. Yeah, but there's no way Rangers could afford that sort of money. The only way they would, the only way they could afford them, Derek, is if it's a loan. There's, I mean, I think he's got three years left of his contract. Mm-hmm. It would, the only way that could happen would be a, a loan for a year. Would you like him, Barry, on loan? I, I think he's, in terms of Scotland, mm-hmm. I watched him a few times with Sheffield United, and do you know what? He, he gives it everything. He tries hard. He's got a lot of unfair criticism at times. Ollie McBurney, he's got something. Is it somewhere that is it somebody that Rangers will look to sign? I don't think so. No. Remember he came on the show early in the season. I thought he was brilliant Wasn't on he? the show. And he was yep. so honest about it. he tries so hard for Scotland, but it's just not happening for him. I think that's he, one thing you can't fault about yep. him. He gives it everything when I've seen him on the pitch, and that's all you can ask as a professional footballer. But in terms of coming to Rangers, the only way that that could happen would be a loan. There's no way that Rangers could afford them in the price they paid 20 million from a season ago and what Derek saying is absolutely right it'll be on 40, 50, 60 maybe 70,000 pounds a week Mark not a Rangers player for me Paul no not, not, not a Rangers player for me and I think as well um, without going way? too deep I, I, I think he could get caught up in the whole Glasgow thing as well yeah yeah. you know I, th- I just think you look at his track record and that's um, you know, I don't know all the ins and outs. I'm not going to prejudge the guy, but sure. I just think that you 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 can look at certain characters, certain so there's a potential for them to get caught up, and it can become um, a problem on the park. I think he's decent. Yes, mm-hmm. you get a hundred percent from him, but um, yeah, nah, I thought, not, I thought not, not good man, enough for Rangers. But he actually came on on the show here, mm-hmm. and I thought he spoke brilliantly. He I was because um, you don't really. I've never met him. I only. Gauge with what I see on TV and whatever, but I was impressed with him that night when he came on. Okay, going to take a quick break and then we're back after this. It's Go Radio. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Holiday Monday. Hope you've enjoyed it wherever you've been and enjoying the summer break. You're going to get a wee summer break, Barry, because we've got the Euros nope. just two weeks today. Adlo Athletic now you're oh, straight yeah. into it yeah. well, straight in wow. um, obviously with the restrictions not going to take much a, a chance to get yeah. away so straight into it um, started work um, this morning meeting a few players trying to get a few players in through the door so not no holidays for me this year and of course the uh, the main owner it's Mike Mulraney vice president of the SFA Mark do we need tickets for uh, <laughs> can we get yeah, no I know we would never ask for that anyway of course not we're going to be <laughs> there. Ask that's him. a good shout no, uh, no. of course we would <laughs> okay hello Mike not great coverage it's amazing the attention it brings to Alawa but we're going to turn to Celtic now and on the line we mentioned him just a wee while ago in the beautiful sunshine I think uh your city centre in London is Craig Moore that's on the line. The Australian hero is on and our own Go Radio. Craig, good evening. Paul, oh, how are you, mate? I'm really good, thanks. How are you? Very well, very well. Are you having a wee Foster's uh, in the sunshine? <laughs> um, it'd be rude, rude not to have a couple of glasses with the weather down here. Yeah, no, very nice. A tinny. Is that a tinny? Uh, yeah, there you have it. So Barry's got the Peaky Blinders uh, cap on in the studio, you know well. Yep. And uh, yeah. he's in good form. Craig, what can you tell us then? Because you know him better than anyone uh, I saw you mentioned in the Herald this morning. So what about who might be the new Celtic manager? What do you reckon? What can you tell us about Ange Postacoglu? And is that the way we should pronounce it? Yeah, you're spot on. You're spot on. Um, now, nah, look, Ange is um, he's a very good coach. I've obviously worked uh, with Ange at the, at the 2014 World Cup uh, and also 2015 Asian Cup, which, which Australia won on, on home soil. Yeah. 
he was voted AFC Coach of the of the Year. Um, he's a he's a coach that I know that a lot of people in the UK are kind of struggling to to maybe um, you know find out or, or know too much about him. But if I'm being honest, I think that's a little bit lazy because when you when you actually do a little bit of research, mm-hmm. he, he's been he's been a winner. Uh, Brisbane Roar, he's, he went on a 36-game uh, run, unbeaten. Uh, and they won trophies there. He then obviously went on to, to Japan, to, to Yokohama, where they were a mid-table team and uh, second season won the, the J-League title. Um, so, look, he's, he's a winner. Um, and the, the type of football that, that he likes to play is, is, is very entertaining. Um, it's high energy. Uh, a lot of the modern-day coaches, you know, your, your, your Klops, your Bielsa's, your, your Tuchel's, uh, you know, uh, Pep, he, he likes to play that proactive style of football. Um, his teams dominate the ball um, and, and create a lot of opportunities. So, uh, look, I, I personally think he's a very, very good fit for, for Celtic. I think he will improve them significantly, obviously, after a re- really disappointing season. So were you surprised though, Craig, when you heard, I mean, that, that's a great uh, summary of, of what he's achieved and it does show mm-hmm. you, because we don't know a name, we always, you know, we, we look sometimes like, oh, who's this? We don't know him. Mm-hmm. But So mm-hmm. what did you think when you heard Eddie Howe's off on Friday and you heard it was Ange? Yeah. What was your reaction? I guess my reaction was, look, after the last three months uh, with, with Celtic uh, and the news about Eddie Howe, everyone just thought that that was uh, a given. That Eddie Howe was a man that was going to get that job. Um, that's obviously fallen through for for whatever reason. Uh, I'm not privy to that. But in the last 24, 48 hours, the the strong media coverage would suggest to me that that Ange is very, very close to to doing a deal with Celtic. I can't possibly think that um, you know for, for for the second time in quick succession that, that Celtic would allow um, a candidate like this that, that, that obviously comes out in the media um, so strongly. That, that it will fall through. So, look, I'm not surprised. Look, this is a coach that I actually pushed to Mike Mulroney, who, who now Barry will know at, uh, at Alloa. Uh, congratulations, Baz, as well. Um, different class. But I, I've actually pushed Ange Postacoglu to, to, to Mike Mulroney for the, the Scottish national team job when it came up last time. Cool. Have you spoken with him? Can you say, Craig, have you, uh, has he been in touch with you as a former Rangers captain to say, look, or is that fair? Can we ask you? <laughs> no, no. I mean, look. I mean, obviously, uh, I'm loyal to you guys. Do a lot of work for you guys now, and I, yeah. and I love it. And, and look, I've had sure. some conversation, um, and not not telephone conversation, but we, we've had some text going back and forward um, about the, the scenario that, that hopefully yeah. for for Ange will um, will play out uh, in a successful way. Um, and look, he's a very very determined. You know, really strong in his belief in, in the way, like I said, that he wants to, to play football. Um, he has that Australian mentality. Uh, you know, a lot of the times we, we kind of get written off and it's that kind of underdog uh, scenario. But he, he wants more than that. You know, he believes that, um, you know, his knowledge. Uh, and again, people will maybe say, oh, well, what knowledge does he have of Scottish football? But you've got to remember that he was a national team coach. Yeah. And he was watching Jackson Irvin when he was playing at Ross County. He was watching Tommy Rogic when he was at Silk. He knows plenty about the Scottish game. Um, so that, for me, is not a concern. Recruitment-wise, again, is another question that people say, oh, yeah, but because he's not a, a, a box office name, how is he going to attract players? Yokohama are part of the city group. Um, their recruitment system is, is second to none. So, again, players will not be an issue. And Celtic are obviously a very, very big club, so they should attract top quality anyway. 
See, it's interesting, that's what I say, is look, everybody's got a perception of this guy. You just hear Big Oz speak about him. Um, and obviously he thinks highly of him. Oz, I'm just asking a question. What type of character is he? Is he like, in terms of like a man-manager? Is he good about the dressing room? What's he like? Yeah. He's, um, he's, he's quite unique. Um, what he, what he, he tends to do is he sets a, a really good football culture uh, and a challenging environment. And what I mean by that is, like, every player on a, on a daily basis uh, are on their toes. But more importantly, Baz, the staff are also on their toes every single day, you know. He, he, he sets a challenging culture. Um, and you either get to the level and, and, and you're successful under him mm-hmm. or mate, you're, you're surplus to requirements. He's, um, mate, he's massive on people that are able to contribute um, to be successful uh, and like I said I worked with him at the 2014 World Cup and probably a, a good example you know breakfast is at 8 o'clock in the morning I'd make sure I get myself down there by 7.30 in the morning Mate, and if I didn't know what was happening with all of our Australian players if if, if I didn't know the results that, that were, were kicking in from, from all over the world with all the main leagues and all that sort of stuff mate, then I wasn't doing my job he is across everything so, he's a fantastic mo- motivator as well but he's a really yep. good motivator Similar to Dick Advocate. Yes, yes. Tactically, mm-hmm. like I said, he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's very good. Um, he might not be um, everybody's cup of tea in terms of the media, which, which obviously Dick had. You know, he had that kind of abrupt way at times. Mm-hmm. But that, that huge self-belief and confidence that what I'm doing, I know, is, is correct for, for this club, for this team, and will be successful. And he gets that buy and he gets that belief. It's Craig, a couple of questions for you on um, Ange Postacoglu. Oh. Um, how would he cope with the goldfish bowl? You know, Glasgow Man. living here, yeah. the media scrutiny, every fan, every journalist wanting to know, every cough <laughs> spitting you know what about the football club. Yeah. And also, after that, in terms of on the pitch, what is his preferred formation? Again, I mean, in terms of answer the, the last question, yeah, his preferred formation. Look, he experienced or uh, experimented a little bit with the national team after being successful from a four-two-three-one, uh, and then later went back to kind of a five-three-two. Um, so it depends on the on, yeah. on the, the quality of player, what your playing roster looks like. So he has a, that ability uh, to adapt. In, in regards to to the media and, and the goldfish bowl, look. Even Eddie Howe, people, people talk about, he's no lesser or, 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 or more a name than, than Ange Postacoglu because he had no experience in Scotland. Uh, and until you cross out that border and you come into Scotland, or in particular Glasgow, where you have those daily pressures day in, day out, you're, you're only ever one game away from a disaster. Um, that's, yeah, uh, it's a sink or swim kind of thing, uh, Mark, you know? Like, so that, of course, for any coach coming in out with Scottish experience, that's always going to be the, the big question that people ask. But the smart ones get a good support network and, and make sure that they can they can create their own narrative and therefore you, you possibly get a little bit more time if that makes sense. See, see, on just another couple of things, Oz, if you don't if you don't mind, you yourself being a uh, a centre half of some repute. Yes. What kind of defenders does Postecoglou like? Does he like defenders that first and foremost want to defend? defend with a lice or is he more of the kind of a ball playing type of, of, of central defender what's his preference 
Yeah, no, look, again, this, this proactive style that we see in the modern-day game, he, he likes defenders that, that obviously have that ability to defend 1v1. Um, and therefore, a lot of the time, you need good pace to, to play in that, that way. Um, but they've certainly got to be able to play football because you look at all of his teams, uh, and that's going back to the early days at Brisbane Raw, uh, Melbourne Victory, and then obviously J-League at Yokohama. They all look to play football, and they start from the back. It's fascinating, isn't it? That's yeah. uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, Molly, as yep. big Oz has worked yep. on twice before, and he goes to Celtic. That's what I said. I've like, <laughs> done a, a few bits and pieces the last couple yeah. of days because they've been coming uh, rapid fire, you know. Because I obviously do have knowledge and, and, yeah. and have worked with Ange. Um, and like I said, um, his his belief uh, and the way that he wants to play. Uh, mate, he gets people to, to, to buy in and buy in very quickly. Mm. He's not one of those ones that, that will kind of... Uh, it's maybe not like ruthless in terms of saying, you know, okay, well, you're sacked or we don't want... He kind of... He, he sets a career... Uh, he sets an environment. He sets a culture. And therefore, you kind of walk yourself to the end of the plank and you decide whether, mate, whether I'm part of it or if you're not, you kind of jump off yourself. Mm. If that makes sense? He sounds if he's demanding to me. That, yeah. That's what you want for a manager. A challenging you culture. Want, yeah, yeah. You want a, a manager he's who's not going to... He's violent, is he? That's yeah, for sure. You want a manager who's going to challenge you. You want a manager who's demanding of you. So, look, I, I knew it when, when Big Oz come on, he would have gave a good insight to what, yeah. what type of character he has and what type of manager he has. Uh, oh, it's just one, one last, I suppose, the, the, the kind of burning question. And, and we don't know because there's such a massive rebuild to take place at Celtic if, if Angie's going to be... At the heart of it, you know, potentially eight, nine, ten players coming in and his own backroom staff as well. I don't know if he's got people that he brings with him or is he happy to inherit John Kennedy and, and Gavin Strachan. But will he be able to give Rangers a run for their money? Will he be able to win that title back next season if given the, the, the right tools to work with? If he's given the right tools with, uh, look, he has brought in coaches, but they've kind of they've, they've not been consistently the same coaches. Um, so that that might mean that there's there's, there's maybe a, a new opportunity for for, for others. Um, he had a, an Aussie coach, uh, Pete Klamoski, who who worked underneath him once when he won the J League title, who's then kicked on and was coaching elsewhere in Japan. Um, so now nah, look, he's, he's he's one of those ones. Like I says, he, he, he creates he, he creates that environment. Um, it's it's and it's like you're walking on eggshells, mate. It really is. Um, so I think we touched on that, that that challenging environment. He'll improve Celtic significantly. I have absolutely no doubt about that. Um, Celtic will challenge Rangers next season. I have no doubt about that. Um, and obviously, I played for Rangers for the amount of time that we, that we all know, and and I support Rangers. So. Celtic improve and come in a close second I think it's a, it's a win-win no? <laughs> <laughs> uh, beautifully put oh, beautifully put great chat <laughs> and listen Craig we don't want to put you you know on, on the line but will he fly into Glasgow or Edinburgh what do you think because the Eddie uh, Howe watch has, has gone <laughs> yeah. so you think it'll, it'll, can you not get into Presswick can you not get oh Presswick there's one yeah, well, yeah. if it's him you think it'll be days just the next couple of days, probably. That's what Celtic said on Friday. They have news very shortly about the manager. Look, I, I think that the only thing that potentially is holding this uh, back in, uh, is, is compensation. You know, he's under contract, obviously, at his club, and uh, I imagine that that's what they're, they're working through at, at this moment in time. Uh, but if he is the man, which, again, the press, is, uh, the media has been very, very strong, then I would 
pretty confident within three to five days this is the concluded deal. Craig, brilliant as always to hear you on Go Radio. I know you'll be back on soon. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day. And and Barry, would, you would like to get the congratulations as the new uh, Alawa manager. No, yeah, no, brilliant. Isn't it oh, good? Good brilliant. move for Alawa, isn't it? It's a, well, it's a great move, and I've, I've you know spoke to Baz obviously sure. a few times the last the last couple of weeks, and you know was was wishing the best of luck obviously in the the, the finals and the playoff series, and Kelty done a fantastic job, and, and Barry and, and Bob Malcolm have done a fantastic job there. Alawa are a really good club in terms of, uh, you know, you look at the coaches that have obviously worked uh, yeah. with Mike Mulroney and Alawa and they kind of kick on to, to, to higher levels. So I've no doubt, uh, Buddy being a good mate, uh, he'll do exactly the same thing. I think it's a great move for both parties. Craig, we'll hear from you soon. Thanks very much for taking the call tonight on Go. Speak to you soon. Brilliant, thanks. Enjoy. Cheers. Cheers, Oz. Cheers, Oz. Thanks very much, Craig Moore. Given what an insight well, that was well, there, I wasn't told it? You, yep. we'll just wait because he, he knows him very mm. well and you just heard what he... Couldn't ask for better than that. No. Yep. Couldn't have asked I mean, for better. For me, I, I don't care what anybody says. See, as a player, you want a manager who demands. Mm. I wouldn't want it any other way. I don't want a manager who's coming in and he's nice. You've got to demand for people. Mm. And that's what I got, that he's got high expectations. Um He's um, and he sounds he sounds apart and no nobody better will know than than Oz because mm. Oz has worked with him um, a couple of times. So I think if people are listening to that, they may have a different view now on that manager. Brilliant insight into Ange Postecoglou, who could well be the new manager. So the problem, only problem they might have is compensation. <laughs> yeah. It might go go on because mm. you yep. don't. I don't know. Big Oz didn't say how long he had left in his contract, if it's a couple of years. I wouldn't guess he's, well, sorry, I would guess he's on decent money in Japan, so that may be a, a stumbling block. But look, Oz couldn't speak any more highly of the, the guy right, there. And yeah. he sounds of, he's got the temperament to handle mm. the Scottish game up here. And Martin asked him that, the yep. goldfish bowl, and that's what it is. It's a goldfish bowl, the West of Scotland. You need to be prepared to... To handle the pressure yeah. and, and it's every single day it's every single day you've got to sit in front of the press you've got to answer questions you've got to deal with with the demands and the pressure so great to great to hear us speak about them. great chat quick break and then we're back more com are coming up to League One the reason I mentioned that is Derek Adams of course is the manager there we're back with Barry and Mark next The Go Radio Football Show talking football first listen live weeknights from five Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Barry, you're thinking? Yeah, yep. just thinking Chris needs to, is that on our holiday he's taking today? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he needs to go Qu back. Questions, inquiry, isn't it? You're getting back on the travel, <laughs> yeah. and travel. Uh, as uh, Morecambe, Derek Adams, yeah. uh, you know him, he's just yeah. been promoted to League One. Yep, you know, he's got a terrific record down south, Paul. You look at him previously with with Plymouth, what he managed to achieve up yep. the road here at, at, at Ross County. Um as well so no he's I wouldn't be surprised to see him getting a bigger job um, down south because he's carved out a decent reputation for himself and he's still young still got a base in Lanarkshire as well Barry could you see him coming back Look, I, I'm I'm one of the ones Paul I love seeing Scottish yeah. people do well um, in the game and listen he's the, he's the couple of knocks in his managerial career as well um, so he's been back down there and, and Morecambe were always um, maybe mid-table or towards the bottom of the league so what an achievement that is to to win the playoff game um, and I'm sure there'll be a a long old party tonight 
and um, there'll be a few celebrations and rightly so that's what it's all about when you when you win playoff games absolutely we're going to talk about the Champions League final um, surprised everyone or not everyone I suppose but uh, you can never rule out Chelsea and what a record they've got against Man City this season and Chelsea are the champions and Thomas Tuchel with a new long term contract Mark I mean you're never really long term are you at Stamford Bridge no. but uh, yeah it triggered an extension immediately yeah it was um, it was a surprise I didn't, I didn't fancy Chelsea Paul I thought Man City would win it quite comfortably actually I said that here on mm-hmm. on Friday night if Francis a, a Brentford Man City double um, but credit to Chelsea I think we've all said that, that Tuchel uh, has got something uh, a wee bit special I love his energy even in his interviews mm-hmm. you know I, I like yeah. watching him and, and listening to him isn't he? Yeah, yeah he is I thought Guardiola once again one thing about Pep Guardiola I think he's always gracious in defeat and I think he was there um, too fact. and I mean he's been a lot of questions about him in the media mm. and in terms of was he just trying to be too clever you know why wasn't there a proper number nine playing why was Aguero and yeah. uh, Jesus on the bench why was Rodri and Fernandinho at least one of them not starting um, and clearly you know Chelsea had a had a game plan and, and, and part of that was you know targeting Zinchenko um, albeit the you know the goal that they scored you know was a beautiful uh, pass right through um, the middle but they, they never really worked Mendy uh, Man City and you think about yeah. it you know, a couple of good clearances in around the six yard box but over the piece you can't uh, you can't say that Chelsea didn't deserve to, to hold it off and great to see Billy Gilmer even though he didn't get on wonderful to see a Scotsman mm-hmm. part of it all Barry was Pep trying to be too clever? Yeah I, I, I think he should have went I mean you've got two quality strikers on the yeah. bench you've got to at least play one of them but listen he, he's played games like that he's yeah. played formations like that throughout nice. the season yeah. and he, he's won games um, comfortably but as as Mark as you just mentioned, they used the word. He was a class act after the game. A lot of managers are sometimes disappointed and they, they say things at the spur of the moment. But um, he has that just sums the guy up for me. He looked obviously disappointed, um, but um, gracious in defeat. But I thought Chelsea did deserve it. There's no doubt about it. I thought N'Golo N'Golo Kante was was unbelievable, phenomenal. <laughs> just yep. where he's came from in the last yep. like six seven years, mm-hmm. um, struggling and. Uh, the bottom, uh, I think he was was in the second division in France then he got promoted mm-hmm. and it was like relegation a couple of times. Came to Leicester. Nobody knew much about him. He was brilliant for Leicester, won the Premier League and he's went on to Chelsea and he, he's just a, it's a brilliant story, brilliant player and I thought he was immense, immense on the night and Chelsea deserved it and great to see Billy Gilmore, he, he gets a winner's medal, just mm-hmm. disappointing. You don't see him on for five or ten minutes. Yeah. But listen, it's brilliant to see a Scots a Scotsman pick up the, the Champions League more about uh, the playoffs in the second hour because Brentford are up Ivan Tony scored from the penalty we'll speak about that in hour two uh, Rangers fans have been coming on asking about Ollie McBurney will he be on loan at Rangers it's a big if at the moment it's just one of the stories going around today and we spoke to Craig Moore exclusively speaking about Ange Postacoglu and it looks as though it's down to the compensation if Celtic can agree with his club then he could be on his way to Celtic uh, somebody who is at Celtic and he was at Ostend during the year is Jack Henry called into the Scotland squad could play in the Euros and he talked about how he's buzzing how excited he is to be in the squad who are in Spain at the moment I had the first training this morning and it went really well and, and just looking to uh, make the most of this time away with each other bond on and off the pitch and continue our great atmosphere that we've got here so yeah really excited it's 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 getting closer. So as as the boys get nearer, the excitement will build. And even coming out here, you can see 
how good the atmosphere is and how much we're looking forward to it. And even in the training session today, there was there was a real buzz about the lads. So as it's mentioned before, I mean, it's been a long time. So the boys are just buzzing and really looking forward to get to getting into things and can't wait to get that first game under our belts. Barry, you can hear the excitement in his voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and no wonder, and so they should be. Um, what what an achievement, a long 23 years and eventually we, we, we get there and you just le- you just need to listen to each and every player who gets interviewed, who's part of Steve Clark's Scotland squad and that's one thing they always say, there's a real togetherness, a good um, atmosphere and also he gives them a bit of downtime I've seen some of them playing golf which is important when you're away a long time you're training you're stuck in hotels so look they've got a right man at the job and it's great to to see um, just throughout my career I would have loved to have been in their shoes just now but fair play to them they deserve it and hopefully come the, the Czech Republic game we're ready because I'm convinced that we've got a real good chance as I said they getting out the getting out the group stage you do you're very yep. confident uh, Mark, what about Jack Henry? Um, obviously, will he come back to Celtic? I'm saying obviously, but for Scotland, do you think we'll see him play uh, during the tournament itself? Of course, we'll get the match with Netherlands on Wednesday uh-huh. and then Luxembourg on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's clearly got a, a chance. I, mean, I think we, we all know that, that, that Steve Clark, 99% will go with three central defenders, O'Donnell and, um, and Andy Roberts, your wing-backs, Kieran Tierney is a one definite. And then you've got two beside them. At the moment, I would probably go Grant Hanley and Liam Cooper mm-hmm. um, as a two. But Jack Henry certainly got a, a, a shout. But I, I think that he might go for as much experience at the back um, as, as possible. And it was good to, to read stuff yesterday from Liam Cooper, you know, because we've not really heard a lot from him. We wonder if he, if he really wanted to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. You think he's a captain of Leeds United. They finished the top half of the league. He's 29, which is a great age. Mm-hmm a set a half and the fact that we've got him that's why I think he's going to have a big part to play alongside Kieran Tierney and probably Grant Hanley in there beside him that's the three unless he changes it and puts McTominay into the back three that's the three strongest um, for me and McKenna and, and Hendry will, will be backups and also um, I heard Steve Clark saying when they think they're going to have a lot of the ball which I don't think they're going to have against Czech Republic England and Croatia I think it'll go with the three solid ones at the back. Kieran Tierney's a, a obvious starter. Sure. Yeah. Um, so it's Hanley and Cooper for me. Listen, you don't captain Leeds. Leeds are a massive club. Yeah. You watch them under Bielsa. They're brilliant to, to watch at times. Yeah, yeah Listen, you don't know what's going to turn up. They can yeah. go and 1-5-0 or get beat 5-0. It's just the way they, <laughs> they play. Yeah. But he's been an absolute rock. And as, as Mark just mentioned there, 29, good experience. Hanley, again, promoted with Norwich. Yeah. And we've got the best player in Kieran Tierney. It's great, isn't it? Looking forward to it. A wee bit more from Jack Henry, who says, you know, coming out here, the preparations and the 23 years, he realises how big this is. Fully aware at the end of the day how, how massive this is for the country. And as a proud Scotsman myself, it's it's a privilege to be out here with the group representing my country. And that's for every other single lad as well. I mean, we know how important this is. And we're going, obviously, to try and do our best and, and represent represent our country well uh, everyone's extremely looking forward to it there's a great atmosphere about the group and uh, hopefully we can go and make a real good impact in this tournament. yeah massive as I said it's it's a time to build for each other on and off the pitch keep maintaining the great atmosphere we've got and I'm sure this time spent with each other for the next month will, will be massive for us going into this tournament over here in Spain, it's, it's great facilities and good for the team to come out here and, and really bond. So, 
And how's he feeling about his own game this season? Most important th thing for a footballer to develop is getting games under your belt. And thankfully, this season, I've managed to do that. With those games, I've gained a lot of experience playing against very good attacking players in Belgium. I think defensively, my games came on a lot, but also physically as well. I had that time off my injury and stuff and during Corona to really work on my body and get it in best shape for this season that's just passed. So I'm feeling, feeling very strong with myself off the pitch as well a lot stronger mentally and things that I've experienced so far I've overcame and if it's been negative things I've turned it into positive and I'm, I'm really in a good place just now so hopefully I can take this into the group See Scott McKenna in the paper today getting us all ready for the England game saying when he went back after the when we qualified that in the dressing room at the City Ground they were uh, not too complimentary his English uh, counterparts it's a good word about spanked. Scotland I, Yeah I'm not yeah. surprised but that's what they, they say yeah. down there sometimes I would, I would love to go and spank them if yeah. I'm being honest with you and I think we've got we've got a good enough team to, to go and do it. It's great, isn't it? It's great yeah. to be involved again. And then you know, Aye. it's a, a bit of the banter. Yeah, oh, it's better. You know, we've got, we've got an opening game a fortnight uh, today, Paul. As you mentioned, two o'clock kickoff, so the game will be finished by now. We'll be reflecting uh, on it, and then it'll be all about um, looking forward to Wembley on the Friday night. And um, you know, we, we, it's, we're probably regardless of the two games, we'll, we'll get into the last game still with a chance. You know, we'll get into the last game with still everything uh, to play for at home. Uh, Croatia at, at Hamden but certainly the game at Wembley is going to be uh, a bit special and, and you look round their team you look at Mason Mount yeah. you know, you look at Harry Kane I mean you see the the quality you know they're, they're debating who, who should be the the right back for England the Chelsea <laughs> Reese James Trent Alexander-Arnold or Kyle Walker you know, know. take your pick you think I mean they have got world class players yeah. in every area of the team but he wouldn't rule us out going there and just no. absolutely causing an upset. Yeah, listen, and I think that's the belief you've got to have. When we went down 90 Wembley, you had Beckham, Scholes, mm -hmm. Paul Ince, Alan Shearer, Teddy Sheringham, Tony Adams, mm -hmm. Seaman, like top, I'm, I'm talking sure. top players, and Mark's rhymed off four, eh, sorry, three right backs. Mm -hmm. You're going about Mount, Phil Foden, best striker in the world, Harry Kane, but listen, they're beatable you've got to go in with a belief that you can try and win the game there's no point in turning up and you think oh do you know what we, we're not going to win here but I think there's a a quiet confidence about this Scotland squad that I like and that was a very good interview for, for Jack Henry there mm -hmm. I like boys it's easy to stay at big clubs and say I'm, I'm part of the squad that, that young guy's made a decision to go to Belgium without his family being about him going and, and getting the experience of playing week in and week out and he's benefited from uh, from it there's no doubt he's got himself into the Scotland squad and he's done well so interesting to see what the future holds for him uh, in terms of uh, club football that's our one of the programme can you believe it we're back after the news I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy Gary what a job you did out there today oh, it, was, it was unbelievable you saw the customers faces when that boiler went in it was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. We heard from Craig Moore, the Australian star who has worked under the man who looks as though he'll be the new Celtic manager, Ange Postacoglu, and we asked him, uh, had he been in touch with him in the last few days? Yeah, no, I've had sure. some conversation, and not not telephone conversation, but we, we've had some texts going back and forward about the, the scenario that, that hopefully yeah. for, for Ange will, uh, will play out uh, in a successful way. 
and again, people will maybe say, oh, well, what knowledge does he have of Scottish football? But you've got to remember that he was a national team coach and he was watching Jackson Irvine when he was playing at Ross County. He was watching Tommy Rogic when he was at Silt. He knows plenty about the Scottish game. And Craig was also saying, uh, well, what the what's still to be done to sort this out? Look, I, I think that the only thing that potentially is holding this back is compensation. Now, he's under contract, obviously, at his club, and I imagine that that's what they're, they're working through at, at this moment in time. But if he is the man, which, again, the press is, uh, the media has been very, very strong, then I would be pretty confident within three to five days this is a concluded deal. Barry, does that sound as though Craig's talking about the next Celtic manager? Yeah, I, I think, listen to Craig speak, I think it would settle a lot of Celtic fans' mind. Minds, if I'm being honest with you, um, you just need to look at the experience he's had in the game, 2015 Asian Cup, 2016 World Cup, he went over to Japan, they struggled the first season, second season, that shows you how good a manager he is, they go and win the J-League, um, and what Craig, what the, the biggest thing that came across to me is he's a very demanding manager, and you need a manager like that um, at a big club like Celtic, so I think Craig spoke highly of him, um, he thinks a lot of him and as he says he expects it to be done in the next three to five days the only issue would be compensation because he's still in contract um, but that's up to Celtic sort that very quickly because they would want him in, in the door um, I think Martin had mentioned it earlier on the show he would need to self-isolate coming in mm. so pre-season starts the 17th of June so they need to get this deal if it's going to be him done right away as quickly as possible Ryan a Celtic fan is on the line Ryan good evening Hi guys, how you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. You okay? Yeah, all good. Just enjoying the, the warm weather today. It feels like summer's arrived, finally. About yeah. time, isn't it? Last day of May, oh, but uh, yeah, let's hope it continues. So you would hear Craig Moore there uh, speaking really highly about Ange Postacoglu. What do you feel mm -hmm. on it? And he makes a good point. If it's down to the compensation, they need to get that sorted, Mark, before we go to Ryan, because Celtic are behind the eight ball now. They need to get it sorted. Well, I would imagine, Paul, when you're doing your your due diligence, that you would be able to, or you should, have ascertained how much yeah. the the compensation is before you, you you go to work, before you pursue it. So, I'd imagine that that it'll be just fine tuning. And like I say, it really comes down to what you negotiate with the City Group, who Celtic have a good uh, relationship. That said, you don't take anything for granted. No. Um, but I, I don't see that be a major, or, or it shouldn't be a major stumbling. But otherwise, once again, they've been wasting everybody's time. Ryan, what do you want to say about it? Yeah, um, obviously when the news came in on Friday um, regarding Eddie Howe and the fact that that deal had collapsed and it had been collapsed for a couple of days, it was quite disappointing to hear really because that was what a lot of Celtic fans were excited for over the past couple of months. And then we, we looked at the betting um, odds and we saw that Postacoglu was the odds on favourite. So I, I just took the time to do my research, look into the guy. Um, and I've got to say, I'm... I'm quietly impressed by the way he goes about himself, for the way the way he coaches his teams. He wants high possession football. I was looking at the stats at the weekend. He, in one of the games, he was averaging 75% possession, which is music to my ears, really. I think it's one of those appointments that, I mean, we're, we're going out, of the, we're looking outside the box, really, with us. Instead of like maybe like a Roy Keane that we know hasn't been in, in a job, in a managerial job for 10 years. And, that would present a risk for itself. I think it is a risk, but it's maybe a risk worth taking considering the pedigree that this guy has. I know there's been doubts about the coaching badges and that, but I think this is... I think they've definitely done their due diligence for this. We're looking out this guy and 
the way he presents himself. So I'm quietly optimistic. I, I don't want to be too optimistic, mm-hmm. but I'm quietly optimistic with the way things are going. Barry, there, there's ways round about the coaching badges. You can appoint somebody on your staff who has obviously got the the li- uh, sorry the the pro license. Mm-hmm. What you need to manage at the elite level. Yeah. So he could appoint somebody on his coaching staff and then he would then need to enrol on the pro licence and that takes maybe 12 to 18 months to to get so that I mean I think it happened with Rangers with Stephen Gerrard um, course, he, yeah. he he only had his B&A licence he then had to enrol in the pro licence and Michael Beale was the one who had the pro licence so there's ways round about that That that's not going to be a stumbling that block. doesn't stop you from not, being the manager no yeah. as long as you go and enrol on the course um, if you have somebody on your staff with the, the licence you're good to go Mark what are you thinking on it now in the last hour having heard Craig hearing what Ryan's saying he's doing his homework over the weekend yeah. he likes the possession Yeah, it, it, well, all I would say is, as I've said from the top of the show from when we walked in here tonight Paul I just, I just want to be fair to Postacoglu I don't want to you know, make him a figure of ridicule mm. I think that would be totally unfair you know, he's a human being um, I think if you to offer Ryan or any Celtic supporter any of us in the media uh, you know, if you to give us a hundred guesses as to who the who was going to succeed Neil Lennon, uh, Postecoglou wouldn't have been on anybody's list. Let's be honest about that. Um, but if he isn't the, the guy that, the, that's going to take over, then you know, give him a chance. And if you're a Celtic supporter, the best possible chance of your team being successful is if uh, you are a collective unit. Um, you know, on the part behind the scenes and in the stands. That's not me not saying. You know, a Celtic fan should, um, you know. Uh, um, renew his season ticket under any circumstance I would stand by the right for anybody to say no um, I think I'm being used I think I'm being taken for granted and uh, I don't want to renew it right now and if they want to do that it's fine I would never say oh you're, you're unfaithful to your club you're not a true supporter you get every right to spend your money how you want to spend it yeah. and um, you know if some Celtic fans think the club don't deserve their money then I, I would back them 100% on that but I would also back Postacoglu you've got to give the guy a chance he's coming over to Scotland you want to show um, that you know that we're a welcoming country, and from the media as well and the fans, he's going to get a fair crack of the whip. You know, he's got to be given a fair crack of the whip because he's gone in under hellish circumstances. Yeah. Let's be honest um, about that, and therefore uh, we need to be fair to him, and we need to give him. To him. This, this is the media I'm talking about, and for the Celtic hierarchy and people that have got round about him, they've got to you know give one hundred percent to help this guy be a success remember he's not coming in blind Big Oz made a good point when he was Australian manager he watched yeah. a lot of Scottish football yeah. with Tom Rogic and Jackson Irvine Irvin. when yep. he was at um, Ir- is it Irvine or Irvin they can say it either way it? you can say either the posh way you're saying say? Irvine I like that about Irvine Irvine, Irvine. so he's not coming <laughs> he's in blind Irvine. Yeah, that's true he's yeah. not coming in blind no. he's watched yeah. a lot of the you heard Craig say it on um, when he was on the, the phone there mm. He's watched a lot of football. He knows it. He doesn't know it as good as probably a, a British manager would. Mm. But you know what? That's why you get coaching staff. You go and you start doing your doing your work straight away when you get appointed. Ryan, do you feel that Celtic can win the title in the coming year? I know there's so many ifs and buts. You don't know the makeup of the team. Don't know for sure who the manager is. But as a Celtic fan, what do you feel? Um, Okay. It all depends on how we start, really, um, and how the team looks under Postecoglou, if it is to be him as manager. Um, we'd need to start off the league well, because, I mean, last season we dropped points in our second game, and then obviously the bowling goalie incident meant sure. we missed out on, was it two or three games, I think? Mm-hmm. So 
automatically we were on the back foot with regards to Rangers. And then I think we've got to beat the teams around us mm-hmm. as well as beating Rangers too, because Rangers done that so well this season. They managed to beat everyone else and Celtic, to be fair. Um, we need to get our, our house in shape or in order. Um, and we need to beat the teams around us before we can worry about getting a title. I mean, it is a rebuild and we're going to have to gonna have to be patient. It won't take one transfer window to right all the wrongs that have happened and all the, the outgoings that are inevitably going to happen in the summer. Um, as long as we're pushing forward and we're bringing in new blood and fresh, a fresh uh, sort of presence to the team, I think I think it will gradually get better. I mean, I know that Postacoglu is also linked with the City group and Sergio mm-hmm. Harkin is linked with that as well. Obviously, he was the Man City loan manager. Yeah. I, the thing that concerns me is that he's not in, in, in the, the director of football role yet and that's been talked about for three, four months so I don't know what the hold-up is with that. Um, I would have thought that they would be they would have been working on transfer signings and sort of Maybe tomorrow could be a significant day, Ryan, in terms of key appointments at the club out with the manager's job. You know, start of the month, a lot of contracts in football end in May 31st. Um, so, you know, June, we might see a big announcement um, tomorrow, uh, whether it's a fair go harking or a head of recruitment or, or something like that, just some kind of um, progress. And, and you're right, you know, it's about how Celtic start the season, but it's also about what kind of team they're able to put out in the park. And they're going to have to find five or six top players mm-hmm. I mean, if, if they have to sign 10 or 12, you're not going to get 10 or 12 outstanding ones who rip it up. But you're going to have to find at least five that come in and really push the club forward. Another thing that maybe Celtic fans might take some kind of comfort in getting into the new season is, is two points. Is A, can Rangers be as good as they were last season? Can Rangers go through the season being um, undefeated? Can eight or nine of their players really reached the standard, outstanding standard that they had in every game last season. It's going to be a hell of a big ask and it's probably unlikely that Rangers can be as good but you never know. And B, can Celtic be as bad? Well, I don't think Celtic can be as bad. Surely to goodness you can't be as bad as falling 25 points behind um, uh, Rangers. So, from that point of view, it, it might you know give a bit of comfort in terms of the, the gap closing. But certainly, and right now, as we look at the start of the new season, you'd have to say that, that Rangers are streets and streets ahead and um, should should win the title with a bit to spare next season as well. Ryan, how do you sense the Celtic fans are today and over the weekend about this? Um, I, I just feel as if there's a lot of anger towards the board at the moment, especially with the way that they, they announced the season tickets on Wednesday. The, the way that they sort of alluded that they will be announcing them at the manager shortly we thought the manager was going to be Eddie Howe but obviously two days later they come out with a statement saying that won't be the case um, I think there's a lot of making up to do with regards to the board and the mm-hmm. fan base um, I think it's with the post, in regards to the Postacoglu deal I think it's 50-50 um, I think loads of fans want to give him a chance but there's others that are maybe set in their ways that maybe want a name that they know, they know about but it might ju- it might just be what we need. We need a fresh face that maybe mm-hmm. hasn't been connected to the club recently or or at all in that mm-hmm. case. Um, so yeah, it will be interesting to see. I mean, there'll be plenty of fans that will be willing to give them a chance. It's a fresh start at the end of the day, but there'll be some that will need a wee bit more convincing. I would say. Right, yeah. will you renew your season ticket for next year? Yeah, I, I think I will. Do you know, it's, I'm, I'm a bit of an easy target for the board, but. Um, 
I've missed the football so much. Um, it's been 14 months or something since I've been at Celtic sure. Park. Maybe so 15 months now, <coughs> yep. June the 1st tomorrow. Months, that's crazy. Yep. Isn't it? I, I yep. remember the game too. It was St Mirren. It was a 5-0 game and it was, it was brilliant. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden there was no football that you could go to for over a year. So yeah, it is, it is my main hobby. It's what I've really missed doing yeah. over the past year. Um, I'm desperate to get back. I mean, I mean, I won't be a full price season ticket because I'm, I'm a student as well. So it makes Still, no sense for me. It all counts, but Mark. I, I definitely yep. do yeah, yeah. It's good to, to to hear that that, that Ryan's going to go back and, and and support his team. And you want to see we want to see every stadium yeah. in, around the country in the new season. Um, as packed um, as possible and a real vibrancy around the Scottish game again just going back to Postacoglu um, you know we are mentioning the link with the City group um, you know the, there's there's big similarities here Paul with Ronnie Dyla in 2016 um, Steady who came in yeah, yeah I mean um, or 2014 mm. um, came in with no Rangers in the league he won two titles out of two he won mm. the titles that, that were asked of him but that was a gamble mm. that was a link to Manchester City as well he'd gone there for um, coaching experience and became highly recommended and now works for the Man City group as well um, in New York so there's there's similarities again it's a connection to Manchester um, City but Postacoglu represents a massive gamble but so so with Eddie Fowler I, I sat in the studio and said I'm not overly keen and Eddie Howe you know? every manager managerial appointment is a risk because yeah, sure. Eddie Howe people know Eddie Howe and mm. think because he's managed in the, the Premier League they think oh everything's going to be rosy it might not have been um, and this is with, with Ange as you heard Craig Moore and I think he's the best one because he has worked with him let's be honest and then you yeah. just need to see his CV it's not the worst CV I've no. seen a lot worse mm. but Ryan when Mark mentions Ronnie Dyler people don't regard mm. that as a, a big success and it wasn't for no, Celtic wasn't. Uh, he, he did win the two titles yeah, you make a good point Rangers won he should never have been yeah. manager of Celtic no, let's of be course. honest about that yeah. he, shouldn't have, he shouldn't have been anywhere the greatest respect him and he was a lovely guy a great person to deal with yeah but he shouldn't have been anywhere near the Celtic job. Ryan? Yeah, I mean, he, he did win his the two titles. Um, I, I just think he didn't have the proper tools to succeed. You could say maybe because he doesn't... He was he was getting brought in at the end of the day as a, as a coach for Neil Lennon, but Neil Lennon obviously left a couple of months later. Um, and then there was there was talk that he was going to get thrust on, um, on Roy Keane, but that didn't happen yeah. for whatever reason, so he just became the coach. I just think with this new... Sort of director of football sort of structure that we've got a manager like Foster Coglu or even Ronnie Dyla, um, you know, back four, five, six years ago, they'd be in a better position to succeed because um, the director of football is going to be involved in a lot of the transfers coming in, and it's important to have that sort of structure for a manager to succeed because I think Ronnie Dyla is probably a better coach than he was a manager, and that that sort of difference will be important for the new manager coming in. But some Celtic fans will they'll shiver. If you say the Ronnie Dyla years, Mark, you know they'll be mm. saying they can't go back to that. 25,000 in the stadium, Paul. 35,000 yeah. empty seats. And they're up against the yeah. you know, and, and, you know, that's that's what Brendan Rodgers inherited and reignited the careers of, of Scott Brown and, and you know, brought in two or three top players, Scott Sinclair um, and stuff like that. But Postacoglu, however it is, and, and a key point, you've got to allow him to manage you've got to allow him to make the key decisions which wasn't always happening in recent times at Celtic including under Neil Neil Lennon you have to allow the football manager to manage Barry did, did they yeah. go down to 25,000? oh I, I, yeah. I was there covering yeah. games for the mm. The Sunday Mail and there was there was they, uh, yeah, yeah it was less sold, than half full. They'd sold the season tickets, but the people yeah. weren't turning up. Yeah, That's right, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it was less than so it was less yeah. than half full in some games on a Saturday afternoon for and sure. Rangers yeah. are looking to expand Ibrooks in the next year or two, aren't they? Because I think it's uh, sell yeah, out the season that. ticket sales. Mm-hmm. 
fascinating, isn't it? Ryan, listen, yet tomorrow, June the 1st, we'll see what happens, uh, what, what is going to happen. Um, really appreciate your call. Ryan, you're looking forward to the Euros as well? Yeah, absolutely. Two weeks to go. I'm yeah. absolutely buzzing to watch Scotland. I mean, I've never, well, I was one the last time <laughs> Scotland were in a major championship. So this is basically my first time because obviously I can't really remember much in 1998. Oh, um, fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm really yeah. excited. Yeah. Um, I, I wish you could get. Yeah, I wish you could get to the games because it's just different, isn't it? The major tournaments, the atmosphere around it, I think the branding is going up, isn't it? Around about football's coming home. They've put up. Ah, I've seen you that. see that? Yeah. Brilliant. I've put it up, Ryan. It'll be really special and it'll be great to hear how you feel about it. We've got the match on Wednesday. So we've got Holland on Wednesday. We're starting to, to build up for it. Uh, and it's going to be really, really exciting. We heard from Jack Henry earlier, who spoke really well. He's probably not going to start. But what do you feel as a Celtic fan and a Scotland fan about Henry? Um, I think he's I think he's done really well. Obviously in Belgium, he, he was voted the Belgian Player of the Year mm. over there, and he's done well in the international games he has played. Um, so I, I wouldn't be against giving him another chance in the team next season, especially considering that position of centre half looks really really bare. I mean, next season we could be playing in a Champions League qualifier with Beaton and Stephen Welsh, which gives me nightmares to be perfectly honest. So I'm not against giving him another chance, definitely. Ryan, what are you studying at uni? I'm studying journalism at college just now. I'm hoping to go to uni in September. Crikey. You need to come in here as well then. So it's the future. We're looking for new people coming through. No, I'm looking. At, I'm not looking at you, Mark, at this point. <laughs> Barry's signed up, but... Uh, uh, get into it, listen, Ryan. You'll enjoy it. It's a great career. Yeah. Why you then get stuck in? Thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate it. Cheers. Great call. Thanks very much, Ryan. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show. Holiday Monday in the sunshine. Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson, Mark Weedy and loads of your calls coming in uh, as uh, we prepare for this week. Countdown's on for the Euros. We're just two weeks away. Barry, I see that Croatia and Czech Republic choosing not to come to prepare in Scotland. They're just going to fly in before the game. Yeah, I'd seen that. Croatia were, were meant to be based up in St Andrews, Paul. Yeah. Um, they've decided not to come, which I, th- I think's strange, mm. if I'm being honest with you. You're going to fly in the day before. I don't think that's great preparation. I, I, I think if you ask the players, I think they would rather have a base where they're, they're comfy, mm. relaxed, um, they do the training there's no much travelling because um, I would imagine what's it going to be a three and a half hour flight yeah. but when you're up in the air obviously it does um, it's different when you're up in the air uh, so you know, I was surprised when I when I heard that because the restrictions are, are not so bad up no. in St Andrews I, I'd guess it's beautiful um, as well isn't it they would see it yeah, it's a brilliant place yeah. as well where they, I mean, they, there's a couple of choices of beautiful hotels and United's got their training base yeah. at St Andrews which is which is beautiful Great facilities, the pitches are like bowling greens. So, yeah, I was surprised when I heard that news. But listen, that's up to them. And I'm sure that hopefully will benefit us. Mark, what's going on? I don't know. And it's probably a wee bit because, you know, Steve Clark opted to go down to, to Middlesbrough because there's not a lot of great facilities left if he didn't want to try and go and tap into a club, you know, like, like Celtic or, or Rangers or Hibs or the training ground. So he probably would have gone Orium or... St Andrews but he's decided to go down to Middlesbrough which is fine they may be Scotland will change their plan I don't think so but you never know the fact that those facilities are sitting there more on our doorstep than what um, Middlesbrough is albeit Middlesbrough is a first class thing facility when the Middlesbrough oh it's an unbelievable facility the hotels on the training ground right. mm-hmm. you know, it's a lovely hotel as well so it's a good base for them I'm, I'm sure they'll spend a bit of time there and 
and travel back up. But no, I was surprised with the news. Right. Travelling the day before a game, flying in. I don't think that's the best preparation. No. You're talking about uh, Dundee United there and Mickey Mellon has been appointed the Tranmere manager. Were you surprised, Barry? I mean, Dundee United fans must be unhappy because Mickey Mellon more than kept them in the league, which is always tough when you've come back up after a couple of years. But he's gone. What's happened? I, I, I don't know. Listen, the remit for uh, for Mickey at Dundee United was to just make sure they, they stayed in the league the first year and then yeah. build on that. Um, but listen, things have, have maybe no mapped out the way that Mickey or the club wanted. Um, he's back down the road. He's at a place where he knows really well. And I've seen his interview. He's got some unfinished business at, at Tranmere. So, listen, he's a guy I think a lot of. Brilliant guy. Good coach. Sometimes things just don't work out and you've got to move on. And, and thankfully, he's only been out a job a week and he's straight into a, a job at Tranmere. And listen, don't be surprised if you see them getting promoted. You, you you reckon? I see the fans are happy to have him back. I was just looking you yeah. know, online today, Mark. Yeah, Mickey Mellon, yeah. yeah. There's a strong affinity there with Tranmere. He's won a couple of promotions with them and um, you can see by his interview today how enthusiastic mm. he, he was. But, you know, the concern in, in, in Scotland is, you know, uh, for Dundee United, you know, what's going on at the club? You know, what is going on there? You know, um, the United fans, you know, questioning the club in terms of the next managerial appointment, who's going to replace um, Mickey Mellon. So, you know, there's going to be interesting times ahead to see how the, the, the hierarchy handle all of that. Remember, he had to go through the bit where players had to take wage cuts, the staff had to yeah. take, take wage cuts. So fair play to them. Sometimes that can harm mm-hmm. um, players or it can affect players, but... That's what Mickey's all about. He, he would have got round about them and and made sure they were they were in a good frame of mind. Um, so he's went through some tough times in his year up yep. at Dun United. And look, for me, he done his job. He kept him in the league. Um, but listen, I wish him all the best. And I gave him a text today to say good luck in his new job. He came straight back to you. Yep, yep as always. Yep, as good always. man. Craig's on the line from Cumbernauld. We know Craig. Craig, good evening. Uh, good evening, gents. How are we? Yeah, we're good in the sunshine. You enjoying it uh, there in Cumbernauld? And what, what do you think about the? Reports? We'll be raining in Cumbernauld. Never, Craig. Come straight back. <laughs> Not at all. It's actually lovely and sunny up here since you left, Barry. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You up at the golf and stuff, Dulliter and all that up there. Um, no, no, I'm a massive golfer myself personally, but yeah. uh, I do uh, on occasion. Yeah. Uh, you love your football. Craig, what about today? There's, you know, it's only rumours at the moment, but that Ollie McBurney could be uh, wanted at Rangers or wants to be at Rangers or maybe a loan deal. Would you like to see McBurney at Ibrooks? No, no, for me, no. I think um, I was sort of listening to guys talk about it earlier. He, he does try mm-hmm. when when he's in a Scotland shot, which is quite honestly when I see the most of him. But for me, I don't think. Um, he's he's a Rangers player. Um, I think I look at the strikers we've got. Depending who we keep, I, I, I feel we could probably get somebody um, much better suited than Ollie McBurney, uh, and for a cheaper price, whether that be wages or loan or whatever, mm-hmm. um, than than him. Um, it's not against him personally. Sure. Say, I just yeah. for me, nah. I think Barry, you felt roughly the same thing, Barry. You don't see him at Ibrooks. No, I I just think it'll be far too expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they've been relegated Sheffield United, but with the money they spent on him, £20 million from Swansea, I would hazard a guess his, his wages would be £2 million, £2.5 million a year. If they could afford him? If they could afford him? The, the only way I could see it ever happening if it was a loan and he would have to take a wage cut to come to Rangers. 
Okay. You're not massively keen on it? No. 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 Mark? No, no, no. not for me. No. Not, not for Rangers, not. Absolutely not. Okay. Craig, what else uh, were you going to talk about tonight? I think you're looking at the Celtic situation. Yes, I, um, you know, I've obviously been a Rangers fan, so my opinion on it for whatever it's worth. Um, I, I just think, for me, uh, what's happening to Celtic just now, again, strikes me of a little bit of arrogance, again, for Celtic. You know, I've heard that mention surrounding Celtic at a lot of points through the season, and I, I still think, despite the fact they've got this new Dominic guy coming in, I think, um, you know, last week, you know, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it was all Eddie Howe. It was how By Friday, it was who, because obviously at that point, I don't think anybody had really heard the name Ang Postigal. I'm not going to mm-hmm. judge a guy, because yep. until he comes up and does a job, we'll never know. But when Celtic came out and said, oh, it's all right, we've been talking to this guy for three weeks, we hold your respect. That's nonsense. And it's arrogance to think people are going to buy into that. Because if that was the case, and you were talking to him three weeks ago, then why did the Eddie Howe saga continue then? Why wasn't he then... The one you were going for that, I just don't buy, and I think they're still living at a point in time, uh, and you may or may not agree. Whereby it didn't matter who they appointed, they were always going to win the league for a long period of time. There, it really didn't matter who they were going to appoint because, like say Aberdeen, Hibs, Motherwell, just didn't have the resources to match up, irrespective of the mistakes that were made by Celtic. And I still think there's part of that ingrained within there that, well. It doesn't really matter because we'll still win anyway because that's just what we do. So you mean when Rangers were out of the league? Yeah. But Craig, that's not Celtic's fault. The Rangers. But 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 that's not Celtic's fault that Rangers were out of the league. That was Rangers at that time. That has bred. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is because of all of that happening, I think it bred a bit of an arrogance within Celtic that's led Ah, to this complacency whereby they don't think it matters or didn't think it mattered who they appointed because they were going to win anyway because that's just what. They, they did you know you're right mm. what happened with Angels was absolutely yeah. not Celtic's fault I'm not suggesting yeah. that I just think it, it led mm. to that complacency and arrogance and Ang possibly Goglu it just it gives me Pedro Kishina flashbacks as, mm. you know being a Rangers fan that's not to say it will be that but Pedro Kishina was mm. relatively successful in, in Mexico and that before he came mm. and a lot of people Mexican journalists and that were saying that he came and he flopped so we just don't know mm. but I still feel it's just a bit arrogant to Celtic to expect that this wasn't a panic situation. Mark, do you do you sense all... arrogance coming from it? Or, or, or... Well, there's been complacency at the yeah. club. I don't know if it's arrogance, but certainly complacency. Mm-hmm. And then I track track that back to the way they handled the goalkeeping situation um, last summer. Um, and I did think that, that Celtic thought that nothing to do with the manager, just that that ten in a row was going to happen mm-hmm. with the way that, and that was a lot to do with the way that Rangers finished the season. Um, as yeah. well, you know, where the Rangers sort of collapsed um, post uh, Dubai. They completely but, misjudged it, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they, they did. They, yeah. they, they, got it, they got it absolutely wrong. As I said, there was a collective collapse inside Celtic in all uh, departments from recruitments, new signings just not being up to it, and one or two that they that they let go, etc., etc. Um, but now, the, 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 whether they appoint Postecoglou, whether that's saying that they're being arrogant and all, whether it's Max of, of Pedro Cachina, to me, it's, it's absolutely no relevance mm. to Pedro Cachina. Absolutely um, none. You know, it's, it, we're four or five years on from Pedro Cachina. It's a different football club. It's a different set um, of circumstances. So it's all about what Postecoglou does. It's all about the support network he has around about him. It's all about his transfer budget. It's all about the quality of player that he wants to bring in. It's all about carrying a wee bit of luck that everybody needs mm. in every walk of life 
to be successful so there's no relevance to Neil Lennon no relevance to Brendan Rodgers no relevance to Pedro Cachina no relevance to Tony Mowbray it's a different set of circumstances it's a new manager and he's starting with a blank uh, canvas just about because of the, the amount of change that's going to happen or should happen mm. at the club over the next few weeks but he's going to have to get I, painting I think Mark used the right word Celtic were complacent mm. and I think this is where Rangers won't be complacent I think the best time and I, I've said this many a times on this show the best time to strengthen is when you're in top and if you hear Stephen Gerrard speak just now he knows he needs to go and strengthen certain areas of the team to keep being successful and I think that's um, where Celtic maybe went wrong with the goalkeeping situation letting Craig Gordon go um, when they knew they weren't going to get Fraser Foster mm. listen it was mega money he was on £80,000 mm. a week or something they're not going to be able to pay that mm. Craig Gordon for me still a top class goalkeeper letting him go and obviously it's no work with, with Barkas so I think that's where Rangers have learnt their lesson and I think they'll still want to go and um, strengthen the squad and I think that's what he's going to do there's no doubt in my mind about that and back to Postacoglu what he doesn't have though is time Barry I mean, no, you don't get it, much it, time yeah. and you you've been saying afraid. that for weeks months but I'm talking about have prepare time. plan and prepare mm-hmm. 17th of June Celtic yeah. start yeah. back sure. two and a half weeks away mm-hmm. and then he's going to come in He'll need to self-isolate for, what, 10 days? Yeah. So it's, he's got a big job in his hands. But then if you listen to what Craig spoke about him, how he operates, I think if Celtic fans listen to that, it might settle some nerves. Yeah, Craig Moore spoke in the first hour. Did you hear that, Craig? Um, when Oz was speaking did, about him. Yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it? Because you must want to see a bit of... You want a challenge from Celtic, don't you? You don't, I mean... Oh, absolutely. Listen, I, I, want, I want to have the, you know... You always want to have somebody that um, you know that gives you the showpiece on the touchline as much as anything else when you're you're playing against them. I think Eddie Howe up against Stephen Gerrard might have brought a wee bit of that. Um, whether and possibly Gogley will or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard Craig Miller speak and you know, listen, um, I've been for Craig Miller because he it just so happens that he's played for both my Scottish and my English team. So um, you know. <laughs> A, a, a guy I admire and I think he made some good points um, I just think when you're coming up here the pressure for any manager at Rangers or Celtic and, you know, it took Stephen Gerrard don't forget three years to finally win the, the, the league with Rangers and, and although Ang Postlegog was managed you know in, in the Australia and Asia and stuff like that this will be his first if he can, comes his first really big mm-hmm. high pressure job at, at a big club a bit like Gerrard so I just think we are so far ahead just now I think it's going to take a hell of a lot for Celtic mm-hmm. to try and catch us next season and, and win the league. That's not to say we'll win it by 25 points again, but I, I, in my honest opinion, I just don't see this guy coming up and just immediately winning the league back. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. see he it. Won't, he won't have experienced anything like this if he, if he gets a job. There's nothing like the West of Scotland, believe me when I say it. Yep. <laughs> so that'll be, that'll be a fright to him. Um but listen, he's experienced, but listen, that doesn't matter for him. And the, the, the goldfish bowl of the West of Scotland, mm. you're demanded to win games of football. You don't win games of football, sure. the pressure's on you straight away. You can't be second. Mark, I hear that uh, Simon Jordan gave, uh, yeah, Celtic getting plenty of stick for not getting Eddie Howe, and they absolutely deserve it. But he gave uh, a sort of verbal dunt to Eddie Howe and said, what was that all about? Three months, you know, will he, won't he, when, where? And he didn't do it. So he gave a bit of a dunt. Eddie Howe 
Well, I mean, it's Eddie Howe's prerogative, and we're not privy to the ins and outs, the actual, you know, detail. And there's no doubt that Eddie Howe did fancy becoming the manager of Celtic. Broadly, it appealed to him. Um, but then, when it got down to the finer detail, Paul, um, there was something there that put him off, and something there that he thought, "No, this is not for me. Um, I need to have the best possible chance of being successful. I'm taking on a massive job. We're behind Rangers." Um, and I need to be given the tools to try and, and fix this um, for his own reputation and to make Celtic um, successful again and make them champions again. And there's been something in there that's got down uh, to the to the wire. And um, Eddie Howe's decided to 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 pull the plug on it on on Thursday night. Do you think it may have been around the director of football position because he wanted uh, his own man? That's what Simon Jordan was talking about today. Yeah, the Richard I mean, Hughes. There's, there's definitely yeah. it's also been down to to. Um, to, to backroom staff mm. potentially down to, to budgets um, as well in terms of what he might have had um, to spend now the word in the street that's emerged in the past kind of 24 hours is, is that Richard Hughes who was Eddie Howe's preferred option as director of football um, declared four or five weeks ago that he was ruling himself out him and his family would not be moving whether that, that's accurate or not that would have been know, a body Paul, blow to Eddie that, Howe that's, that's been one of the things that's been muted um, mm. but for it to continue for another three or four weeks suggests that he, he thought right okay that's a blow but it's a blow that I can live with but then something's happened with the coaches as well Barry you know Richard Hughes and you rate him highly very highly yep I, I mean I spoke when <clears throat> sorry when Eddie Howe was um, earmarked for the job mm. I've been in Richard Hughes' company listen he was a good footballer as well but very very clever operator mm. uh, and I've seen the job he'd done and he'd done quite a lot for Eddie Howe down in Bournemouth. He was the man who went and sorted the players out, done the contracts, took all that side it away for, for Eddie Howe. Um, so that would have been a major body blow um, for Eddie Howe when Richard Hughes um, decided that it wasn't for him. Craig, listen, thanks for calling. And we'll speak to you, hopefully, over the coming weeks as we get ready for the new season. Cheers, Craig. Cheers, guys. Take care. Cheers. The Go Radio Football Show Talking football first Listen live weeknights from 5 Go Radio Football Show We're on the countdown to the Euros Less than two weeks until we play It's two weeks today Scotland against the Czech Republic And then on the Friday the 18th England against Scotland We'll be announcing soon about our coverage The build-up is going to be I think it's going to be I'm really looking forward to, to hearing from the people who've played, who've covered it, Mark, you've been there before. Yeah. Barry, you've I've just actually said he hasn't actually played in it, but you remember him, which is the thing. It just shows you with the teams that you played in and the players you played alongside Barry, but you didn't make it to Yeah, we failed in two playoffs, yeah. which um, was heartbreaking, to be yeah. honest with you. That, that's one of the things that when you get asked back, when you look back in your career, I would have loved to have represented my, my country. I led the team out in a major tournament but it just wasn't to be but I tell you when we beat Serbia um, I was jump about my, my living room absolutely delighted for the, the guys because let's be honest it's been a long 23 yeah. years um, but I just look at as I said Paul I look at the squad and we have got so many good players real good spirit real good manager I think they're exciting times ahead for us um, as a national team Do you like the sound of it so far? I know they're only away for what four days since they went to Spain but they looked a really good They look, uh, they look to me if they yeah. want to turn up they're ah, desperate to yeah. turn up and if you look back and Stevie Clark since he's took over there's no many call-offs unless it's no. a serious injury You look previous yep. there was maybe three, four, five players 
So he, he's built a a real togetherness um, in that that squad. Um, there's obviously been a lot of hard work. As I said, the first couple of games weren't a great watch. If I'm being honest with you, they were a hard watch. But as time went on, you've seen the progression, and we eventually made it. And do you know what? We've got a real good opportunity to get out of the group stages. Mark, yeah, uh, the, the the buzz is is, is hitting us, um, Paul. Uh, for sure, and I think once you know Glasgow's allowed to come alive again, hopefully, um, and at the start of next week, it'll make a big difference um, too, um, out and about. And um, you'll be really looking forward to watching Scotland against Holland on Wednesday, stiff test against Frank mm-hmm. de Boer, um, team the quality players at Holland they've got, and then Luxembourg on, on Sunday. So it gives an indication as to what um, Steve Clark thinks. I think we could probably pick six, if not seven, definite starters, but there's a few to be asked, goalkeeper. Starting point is it David Marshall or, or Craig Gordon, one in the centre halves. Um, who's going to be that third man mm-hmm. in the midfield beside McTominay and McGinn, and, and, and who's going to start up front um, as well? So there's, there's a few questions, to ask, and that's why the, the training camp, as the boys have been saying um, from over there, that there will be a buzz about it, there'll be a real um, determination, and um, I think a real optimism as well. Will the new players be able to play themselves into the starting eleven? Yes, I think this place is up for grabs. Reckon, Paul. Yeah, because yeah. he's traditionally yeah. very yeah. loyal. He, he's 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 loyal, but he also wants to win, mm-hmm. and he will pick the right. That's why I I wouldn't be surprised to see Billy Gilmer mm-hmm. starting um, against uh, the Czech Republic a fortnight today. Yep, this training crowd, uh, training camp. Sorry, should I say, is a chance for these guys to impress them on the training field and show how good a players they are. And then you've got the Dutch on Wednesday, Luxembourg. And Sunday, and that's another. That's our last chance to show. Listen, I want to be in that starting eleven. So I, I would imagine training will be bubbly, it'll be fiery. People will be desperate to get in that starting eleven. You'll be disappointed if you're on the bench, but I, I agree. I think there's three or four places that um, are up for grabs, and there could be a, a couple of surprises. Mm-hmm. Nathan Patterson. One of them. I don't see why not. I yeah. mean, there's a chance. I would probably say Billy Gilmer's got more of a chance. Right. Yeah. Um, I think Stephen O'Donnell. You've got James Forrest can also play there. Nathan Patterson. Look, we just need to wait and see. In the midfield, there's four. Obviously, McTominay, mm-hmm. McGinn are certain starters. Yeah. Look, mm-hmm. I think a lot of Callum McGregor is a footballer, but um, I, I just think if Billy goes and. Mm-hmm and shows what he's all about, which I'm sure he will, then that's a kind of toss of the coin. That one up front, Shea Adams, a certain starter, who plays off him or who plays with him. Andy Robertson, he's he's going to play. Um, the back three is the back three I'd mentioned at the start of the show. I think it's going to be um, Grant Hanley, Cooper, and obviously Kieran Tierney. So it's that wing back, central midfield, and who's going to play up top with Shea Adams. It's great the way people are talking about it, Mark, isn't it? Yeah, Everyone yeah. is beginning now to get, you know, the buzz, as we said, around yeah. the city. If we can open up a bit next week as well, stay yeah. socially distanced and all the rest. But, you know, people are talking about how we're going to play, who's going to be yeah. in, in that squad. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know how it's, it's probably not hit me. We've, yeah. we've got a Euros coming to Glasgow. Yeah. You know, we've got four games, I think, in Glasgow, two mm-hmm. that Scotland are playing in, and if they get through the potential of playing a, a knockout game. Did you say if? <laughs> when um, so yeah. no there is a real excitement and uh, I'm looking forward to it I've been so lucky to have been to three World Cups and three European Championships mm. and they're great occasions and for, for the Scotland fans and the fan zones all around 
in the country and for the 12, 13,000 that are going to be lucky enough to be inside Hamden are going to have an absolute ball, Paul. It's going to be great. I, I just think it's the calm before the storm now. I think I the week leading up to the games, I think we'll be climbing the walls in here. Because mm-hmm. it is, it's brilliant times, as you say. Yeah. I think because of the lockdown scenario and Glasgow still in uh, tier three, I think it's just still no there. But I think if hopefully we open up the start of next week, yep. things will start bubbling and then fever pitch the week of the games do you know I heard Alan Shaw on yesterday afternoon and go and he was playing uh, a song for the Euros so the songs are beginning to come out as well you'll hear them here on go and that was adding to the buzz of it as well it's yeah. absolutely brilliant yeah it was brilliant I talked about songs I had lunch with Andy Cameron on, on, on Friday what was brilliant did you with yeah. Andy yeah I had a wee lunch with Andy Cameron and, and on the match great. with Ali's army oh, yeah. he yeah. going through it with me great fun great fun he absolutely loves it and Lee Griffiths was quoted Joe Henry our own Joe Henry interviewed him as you know we played it on Friday night I think with so much happening about the Eddie Howe deal collapsing it, it was kind of slightly missed but the papers picked on on it afterwards and he said he was really honest he just hadn't been good enough he's not had enough game yeah, time yeah it was a great interview, interview yeah. for Joe I'll be honest with you and he was very very honest that he never expected it he always had that percent thinking hopefully I might get that call look I was disappointed he wasn't in the squad I mm. would I would have had him in the squad for me I know he's not played a lot of football I know people are going to say that but listen Lee Griffiths on the bench game's tight put him on 10-15 minutes to go he'll always get that chance could make the difference, Mark, but I know you felt no, he's not going to be in there. No, but no, I, no, um, I don't think it could. Um, I didn't see a way you could justify selection, Paul. When you mm. take everything into account, if it was just a case of asking him to turn up and sit on the bench uh, a fortnight today and maybe bring him on for 10 minutes, and but it's not about that, it's about being part of a group. We're talking about it there, you know, the camaraderie. The calmness, the determination, the, the spirit that's been that's been built up with this, the manager, the staff, and his players, the trust that is out there when you're away for three or four weeks together, you put all of that in. And there's boys at bottom line, as Lee Griffiths admitted himself, very honestly, that, that deserve to be there more than more than he does. That's that's the bottom, and it is such a shame because he is the best finisher that we have. Yep. But he didn't do himself any favours. The first to admit that, and it is, it's a it's a horrible way it's ended for him. Um, because he should be there but he ruined it for himself unfortunately interesting to see in terms of where he's going to end up mm. yep. club level whether Celtic decide to to extend that that year's option because um, there's obviously Hibs I've seen um, during the, the weekend Hibs were interested Dundee obviously interested mm. in him so that there's going to be clubs Hibs would love to have him back he was a Hibs fan wasn't he he played and there be before today as well, it? Yeah. whether it's triggered yep. or not May 31st yep. of course June yep. the 1st so many yep. players mm-hmm. players going out of jobs today yep. you know by the end of careers isn't it there's yep. so many who will be on the scrap heap and it always is but especially this I get year. the list sent through for, uh, for me uh, the PFA list I have never seen so many players professional footballers out of contract I thought last last summer was bad this summer it's even worse so there's a lot of people fighting to get jobs tough isn't it as it a manager tough. and you're just moving in uh, Aloha are you looking then to see are there bargains to be had just now yeah li- listen as I said today's the one where most of the, the clubs mm-hmm. that this is when their contracts end the 31st um, and I'm sure there'll be more tomorrow but I get the list sent to them every single week and it's getting bigger each week the list um, so you, you worry for these guys you know what no. I mean that, that if they can get another 
another job in football or not it's worrying times it's tough I was been going to be flipping and say Sergio Aguero his contract was up but I see he's got a new one two year deal at Barcelona what a uh, player Messi, Messi and Aguero yeah. on the same club team now amazing uh, as well it? supposedly yeah. They're good pals and that might be the one that helps keep Messi at the club too. And somebody you've spoken about all season and he scored at the weekend for Northern Ireland, Ali McCann of St. Yeah, Johnson. I think just yep. another quarter of millions went on to his transfer mm-hmm. fee. Again, he was he was outstanding for Northern Ireland um, and don't be surprised if big clubs are in for him. Um, but I do, I, I was speaking to Mark off, off air, I think it would, it's still important for him to play games of football. Maybe somebody comes in for England, buys him and loans him back to St Johnson so he can get regular games under his belt. Tomorrow night, Rob will be on with uh, Chris Burke. Uh, Chris, obviously, at Kilmarnock, and who would have thought they would go down? John Hartson's on as well tomorrow. And it is, it's a worry for so many of the players, but uh, at Rangers, we were looking to see Defoe, any word about a new contract? You think he could be there for another season? Yeah, I would hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to keep a guy who has experience about the place. I don't care about age. He still looks fit to me. He can still do a job off the bench. So I, I think it's a no-brainer for Rangers. Mm-hmm. Mark? Yeah, I would imagine what he's He was linked with uh, with Ipswich um, a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking to get things going and League one again under Paul uh, Cook, but mm-hmm. I, I would I would imagine he'll be staying at Rangers. And he yeah. says he wants to play in front of the because he hasn't yeah. played in front of them. Yeah, you know he's yeah, been he, uh, he, for he over what over a year. Yeah, yeah. The same, uh-huh. same as ever, and, and you know he'll, he'll want to be a part of it. And, and I think I think he will be. Last sixty seconds or so, Ange Postecoglou said it right throughout. It's a name I hadn't heard until Friday evening, no. Mark. And that was like some good stuff there from Craig Moore, it was who said that he is a real character. He demands high standards, and he reckons it's just down now to a compensation deal being sorted out. Yeah, look, the name Postecoglou isn't really going to stimulate a lot of Celtic supporters. But as I've said from the top of the show, it's not his fault. And if he is appointed as a manager of Celtic, you need to be fair to him and give the guy a chance. Don't be ignorant towards the fella. Give him his, his due uh, to go and try and make things uh, work for him. Because if he's been offered the chance to manage Celtic, he's got every right to go and grasp it. And he plays in a fact he likes his teams to have possession, which you would normally have at Celtic in most of the games. Yeah. And the Celtic fans might like his style. Yeah, I mean, certainly the way that Craig Moore spoke about him, he knows him well. He says... A, he won't be faced by the job, he'll handle the goldfish ball, he thinks he'll, he'll be able to go and tackle Rangers, but Paul, it's about getting the right players in and getting the right people around about him. If you don't have the right players, you don't have the right people supporting you, you have no chance. Barry, as a former Rangers captain, what would you say to him? Welcome to the madhouse. <laughs> you summed it up perfectly there. Summed it up perfectly. It'd be crazy to miss it though, wouldn't he? You think yeah, he is going to come? I, I think yeah. it's a brilliant place to play or manage, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, that's what you... You want to become a footballer, that's why you want to become a manager. You need to put yourself under pressure to go and achieve things in life. Great. Thanks for joining us tonight. We're back tomorrow at five.